everyone, welcome back to Space Ace, podcast all about asexuality and fandoms. And I have two lovely guests with me today. We've got Steph, who's returning for another episode. Hello. And Emmy. I thought I looked up, like. <laughs> You're doing that, it's fine. <laughs> Hello. Nobody can see me. <laughs> it's because we can see each other, that's why it's always off putting. <laughs> Just get the audio. But yeah. Anyway, carry on. Welcome, Emmy. Thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me at such last... at Words, words, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> last minute. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, thought, well, I, didn't even, I didn't even think to ask it first. And then I was like, oh, like, ask Emmy. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll ask Clara Oswald. Yeah. yeah but as, as I've said in previous weeks, today, as scheduled, is all about Clara Oswald. Because, I mean, I don't know about you two, but in my eyes, she's definitely bi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. It's basically been confirmed at this point. Thank you. Because yeah. like, um, the ep- episode, like, I think it was the last, no, week before last, when me and Matt were on our last one, because he's normally my co-host for all the um, character episodes at least. He likes to say he's co-host um, because he's on like, every episode. And we were talking about like what we're going to do. And I said, oh, yeah, because it's still Pride Month, I want to include another sort of like, you know, Pride companion or whatnot. And I was like, let's do Clara because she's spotting. He was like, no, she's not. I was like, yeah, she is. <laughs> Literally a lot. Like, come on, the Jane Austen line. No, I mean, I do get what he means. Like, he did say it was a throwaway line, which it could be, and some people might not see it as that. But you don't include something like that and not take it seriously. Yeah, and like, yeah. there's other there's other stuff out there now, like in novels and the, in one of the episode novels, I can't remember which one. There was something as well. I haven't read them. I might have to look that up. Bear with me. Carry on. I will still talk. I'm just going to look it up. I, I saw something on Twitter today and it was talking about how characters' sexualities are meant to be, you know, it's down to the watcher to interpret it how how they want to interpret it. And I was thinking about that. I was like, because things can be interpreted as, you know, having a message behind them and then they can be just, you know, throwaway lines. I think unless... Um, their sexuality sort of steered a certain way for a certain story if it maybe it was a whole coming out thing or a certain relationship then yeah I think I do actually agree with that people can perceive it in their own way because there's no reason why they should have to be nailed down to one thing so they could be something else and not have any awareness of it at the time that they're on screen or in a book yeah like like sometimes a character will visit like say their sexuality but that's quite rare otherwise just because they've dated a guy doesn't mean they're straight mm. or doesn't mean they're like completely gay or whatever like anything could you know you don't you don't know yeah a lot of it i think is just implied now and also if you kind of see two guys kissing on screen you just presume that they're either gay or bi yeah it's all just kind of presumed but that's interesting no i didn't never heard of that but yes clara oswald and you both absolutely love clara oswald if i'm not mistaken yes (laughs) we do love clara she's all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean oh it's just hard to know where to start so should we start off when we first see her towards progression because I don't know about you but I always see the I kind of separate her character into like series seven and then eight beyond because I feel like they're so different and I think they should have been yeah. separate characters like I don't yeah. like the whole impossible girl thing being Clara because I think it just gets too confusing without a lot of explanation so I, I think yeah. I'm uh, series eight clara onwards i think she's absolutely incredible 100 percent. i think the character progression from 
the end of season seven like deep breath was more character progression for clara than the whole of 7b yeah like don't get me wrong i did like clara in 7b like i fell in love with her character then but then when we got to series eight and i saw deep breath i was like oh no i I like this version of clara (laughs) yeah when she had that outburst i remember i think i was like wow she's not actually ever done that before ever once in series seven yeah. yeah, I feel like in series seven she was like her that the whole deal was about her being sexy and like she'd wear really short dresses, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. there'd always be all these comments about what her looks. Whereas from series eight onwards, well, it was still a little bit in series eight. Definitely from series nine onwards, it became more about you know her personality and her confidence and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, agree. I mean, I. It took me a while to warm to her. That's one thing I always always appreciate Clara because she's one who really got me back into loving Doctor Who. Like, not I've always loved it, but like when Matt Smith came along, I mean, no offense to him, but I think the series dipped story wise. I'm not going to go into this now, but like, <laughs> I loved a little bit with it. Like, I I was excited, but I wasn't excited in the same way I was when like it was Dave Tent or Chris Rackleston. But something about series eight, it took a while, but like her and what well, 12th doctor as well really sort of drew me back in so they're like my second favorite pairing and i do think that like she's more she's my second favorite companion so it's just your first rose tyler oh my god yes yeah <laughs> rose is good. very very close but also like clara is the only other companion i really i cried at when when she like when well face the raven ruined me and that was the first time i cried at a companion leaving since series four so like that was for me definitely but I think yeah she's just absolutely incredible yeah I do like how it it did become more about her personality definitely and I mean I really like that sort of human but normal setting among everything else to do with it like I think that worked so well sorry I've been so right I'm I'm gonna give up trying to look for that thing because I can't find it (laughs) It's fine, you'll just find it and we'll add it in at the end. Yeah, it's fine. I'll come back to you with that. Anyway, what did you say? Um, I was just saying about how, like, I really like about her character. We've got like, the grounding of her being, like, a teacher in the school. Yeah, I like that she was quite normal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was, like, slightly weird that she went from being a nanny to a teacher, like, overnight. Again, um, <laughs> characters. But... But yeah, I preferred her as the teacher, I think. Um, I think it suited her character better. Um, and it gave them more opportunity to like do more with the character. And obviously, very nice to have the addition of Cohill. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I think one thing I've always appreciated about companions is having that home grounding of it where we can have some episodes set on Earth, but like it's not on Earth for any like for a random reason they were literally there because like caretaker yeah caretaker is an underrated episode as well yeah <laughs> just saying yeah that's really funny mm. that one i do appreciate the humor a lot of series eight is very humorous actually yeah i think series eight is very controversial probably because of there's a lot of quite light-hearted episodes in there um and some people aren't like a big fan of that but there was like either really light-hearted or absolutely deep and so much to think about and that kind of thing yeah just like no in between the, but, the end of the end of kill the moon yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. It's really funny you say that though, because obviously 12 stopped is very much like the, the grumpy, like completely opposite of the lightheartedness of the episodes are. So I think that worked really well. Mm. I think Clara's character worked better with the 12th Doctor. I think really? um, it's the sort of having quite different characteristics in the Doctor and the Companion. Um, but they still work quite well together. Like, where am I, where am I trying to go with this? My, I'm tired today, can you tell? Um, <laughs> but no, no, like, he's very serious, very, um, a lot more dark, I suppose. Not like, he's not very dark, but a lot darker than um, certainly 10 and, and 11 were. And um, Clara's sort of, I guess, um, the teacher side of her, the that sort of aspect of her um, tries to not control him, but tries to unburden him a little, I guess. Um, and I quite like the way they interact. And there is, I mean, I am not, I know it's controversial. I'm not a 12 Clara shipper. <laughs> but, I, but I love their friendship. I think they have a very, very special and a very close, it is a very close friendship um you know and, and I know a lot of people always pick up on when she uh says I love you on the phone and she's on the phone to Danny but she's looking at 12 <laughs> um and I think but you know people say I love you to their friends all the time like I think you know I and I think that's that's what that was personally but I know there are people that don't agree with me there <laughs> But that's because I'm the lone pink quad shipper in the world. No, I do. You are. You're, <laughs> you're keeping the ship going. The ship sails because of you. Yeah, Purely because of me. I just think of you and like your reaction to them. But no, I do wholeheartedly agree with you, actually. I've always shipped them, but in the platonic sense that they are mm. like, the best friend duo. And I remember vividly in year 12 and 13 when I was in school, we got access to YouTube. And the amount of times I sit in my free lessons in the library watching 12 and Clara fan videos while I was doing my revision <laughs> is actually... I love that. I had whole playlists because I had a whole double <laughs> lesson on a Monday morning where I had nothing to do. So I sat in the library watching, like, Clara and 12 videos. It was a great time. But, like, it was always the ones where it was, like, the platonic ship. It was some of them, yeah, yeah. that but it was never... It was, but then I think my main difference was that when I think of a character like Doctor Romance, I think of Ten and Rose. So nothing's ever going to compare to that for me. It's just it's so different. They're just the relationships are so different. You just can't compare. I have to say, until uh, thirteen, I'd never shipped a Doctor and Companion. I didn't even no, really change, hasn't it? I, th <laughs> I didn't really um, even ship Ten and Rose that much. Like I guess I sort of shipped. This is completely off topic, but I sort of ship ten to ten two and rose more than I ship ten and rose. I mean, that's perfect. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, that was, that was yeah. basically canon, wasn't it? Ten it was two, like with her, yeah. probably. Yeah. So I think, but I yeah. Think, so I'd never, I'd never done. It. take out. Oh, Bronte's getting food. This is a very important part, obviously. <laughs> I feel like we should carry on the podcast. What should we talk about, Emmy? Hundred percent. Let's um, say... let's do a Thasman takeover. Okay. So, um, Dasmin's canon, guys, because I know Chris Chibnall personally, and he told me so. Um, that's spoilers. 
you know, they're going to kiss in uh, series 13, episode one. Uh, yeah, and, at the end. and then uh, you're all going to have to deal with it. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you go read my fanfic for more information. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we should talk about when Bronte gets back is the unnecessary hate that Clara got. What was that about? Oh, my days, honestly. Hello, Why was it so much? It wasn't my Hello. Rianne's food, my housemate. She, she ordered it before she got home. And she texted me going, it may arrive before I did, but she made it back in time. So I need to make sure she was here. So sorry. Fair enough. What were we talking about? Um, well, we'll we'll let you um, enjoy our takeover um, when you watch this back. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime... Emmy just had a very important topic to talk about. Oh, I was just saying um, we should talk about the unnecessary hate Clara Oswald got compared to all the other companions. Yes. I feel like like a lot of people absolutely loved her, but then a lot of people just never, ever liked her. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally don't know. No, I mean... Is it because she's confident? Is that literally what it is? Oh, probably. She's a a confident woman. How dare she? And it's like, she... It's not even like she wanted to be the Doctor, but she did, by the end, she was kind of becoming so independent and, you know, so experienced that she kind of did. Yeah, like, (laughs) obviously all the companions have their moment, um, but I think she was the first one to really go off on her own at times um mm. and do do the job just as well as the doctor would have and um or yeah. even better you know or even yeah in some circumstances because you know at times she turned around and said no and I think that's quite scary for some people a woman turning around and saying no mm. yeah um so yeah I think yeah I think but this um, I oh, go on, you go, go, go. <laughs> the capacity to say no to him as well because obviously it's the mm. whole thing of standing up to your friends is a lot harder than standing up to anyone else so yeah he has the ability to say no you're wrong to the doctor where another companions might have thought it but not said it or something but yeah i, I don't understand mm. why people tend to be they love her or they hate her there's no in between it's just it's, you're either on two sides of it you're on one side of it there's just yeah i don't understand why people can't just mm. like appreciate her or just be fine about it you don't have to go and hate her for it yeah it's a lot and people hate yeah people hate her for like the most ridiculous reasons like they don't have a reason almost it's just like I've never yeah I just I just don't like her and it's like she's annoying why yeah Yeah, why is she annoying okay she was a bit annoying in season seven but look past it (laughs) yeah yeah completely different character when you think about it completely different progression from series seven to like series nine hmm Series nine, I could. Oh my gosh, I could write essays on series nine. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Her cat, her character story as a whole, from like start to, uh, season eight to the end, <laughs> beginning of season eight to the end of season nine. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I think it was the, was so clever. One of the reasons I think I really like love her as a character is because of her progression, because of her story. I think we need to deep dive into this because the fact that like obviously she was just so like we said she was just so normal. And leading yeah. that life, she's kind of like leading the whole double life thing, wanting to have the best of both worlds, which is nice to see. But then obviously everything that happened with Danny, I feel like that he was such a catalyst for her 
going the whole off the rails and whatnot in series nine but I loved it I think it just worked so mm. well because I think that's what some people would do when they think that they 100% have and it's just taken away yeah I think this is why because I, I you know I touched on it already I love Clara and Danny but I don't like I've never liked the way Danny was written no and I and I know that's why a lot of people don't like him is because of the way he was written. And I don't like the way he was written. But I love them as a relationship because he grounded her. Mm-hmm. And when he was gone and the guilt she held for him being gone, she lost that grounding to her to real life, to like her earth life. And so she just went off the rails and she she had nothing to go back for, I guess, in a way. Um so that that ultimately led to her downfall. Because she didn't care anymore. Exactly. And Danny was always telling her to stay safe, but she didn't have anyone to do that anymore. So, I mean, it's kind of on topic-ish, but how would you rewrite Danny if you could? I have. Kind <laughs> 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 of like the show, obviously, in your fan fiction. The show still counts, but I think I would make him a little less controlling um, because at times he felt a bit too like. Like he obviously they were going for him being protective, but it came across a little over the top. <laughs> um, I would completely get rid of that whole argument in the TARDIS between him and 12 that was just not needed at all. Um, and I think as a whole, I would have made him a little more accepting of the whole thing. Um not you know not have him on the TARDIS because the whole point was he didn't want to go on the TARDIS that's fine I get that but I, I think I'd have it would have been it would have come across a lot better if he'd have struggled at the start but then sort of come to terms with the fact that this is Clara's life and you know he shares that part of her but you know at the end of the day she still goes home to him kind of thing and I think that would have worked better and worked better for the story going forward as well because a lot of people don't even really take into consideration that Danny was part of the reason that Clara ultimately died because she um uh, because he he was but because people don't like the character so much and because of the way he acted I think they look past that and yeah so I would definitely I found that um I don't know what it was I don't know if it was the writing um the actor I can't remember his name is it Sam yeah Samuel Anderson that's the one I I find his character just there's nothing memorable about him when I look back like Mm -hmm. nothing he's just a bit I don't know a bit boring yeah and that's why I think Mm -hmm. he he needed some bigger moments but I think because of the way they wrote him to to be so anti at all there wasn't a lot they could do with him yeah Um, yeah. that he was anti but there was no reason behind it yeah, he had a bad experience. It just nothing happened. He was just anti for the sake of being anti. And part of me thinks it's just it was gave them a reason for her to push back at him. Like if he was very much on board with it all, she wouldn't have been seen as being as strong. So when she stood up to him again, it was at the moment of oh, she can stand her ground. She can go after what she wants. But if he'd been more accepting of it, she wouldn't have had that to push back against. Hmm. So it could have been all yeah. the character. But no, I do, I do agree. I mean, do you think you'd still kill off Danny? Yeah, because I think as as much as I, I don't, you know, I love him and I love them and I would love them to have a happy ending. 
I think for the story as it is, you know, if Danny hadn't died, she wouldn't have done what she did. Yeah. Um, It would have had to have been one of them. Like, yeah, ultimately she would have had to choose. Yeah. um, At at some point. And, um, but I think for, for the, the whole Doctor Who story as it was, you'd need to cut off Danny. Mm. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) To, to get the marvellous that is Series 9. Yeah. Oh, I love Series 9 so much. I do. Series 9 as well. I think Series 8, when it first aired, there were, I think um, it was Listen and Flatline I adored from the beginning. Mm. The rest of it I thought was very much touch and go. Look, it took a while. They're like Time Heist and The Caretaker. A few episodes took me a while to, to warm up to. There are still some which I don't think are as great, but I think Series 8 as a whole, I very much enjoy. But Series 9, there was something about it from the very first episode, I was so invested. I was like, this, this is the Doctor Who I remember. And part of the reason was for the Clara. Yeah. And I think Series 9 was overall very, quite a deep series. Mm. There's a lot of episodes that really go quite in there with the, (laughs) with the, uh, you know the emotions and and uh all building up ultimately to um face the raven and then everything that happens after that but as a series it was just brilliant (laughs) no the the mix of episodes um you know heaven sent is a masterclass i know clara's not really in it but it is a masterclass um uh and yeah, every episode of that, apart from the obvious one. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We, we, don't, we don't talk about episode nine. No. Was it episode nine? I think so, Sleep No More. No, yeah. yeah. It's for me, it's, it was, always, it's always going to be the fact that it was hyped and hyped and hyped at the Doctor Festival. I, know. I went home and I was so excited. <laughs> but this is not we were all- we're all at Doctor Who Festival, like, yeah, we're gonna go and watch Doctor Two tonight. It's gonna be amazing. The whole series has been amazing, and then we all got home and went, oh, hmm. yeah, it was. It was hyped throughout the day. It's like no, you know, at the very beginning of Sleep No More. I mean, I haven't rewatched it for ages, but I remember this bit very well. Um, at the very beginning, it's like that weird bit where the guy's like recording himself or something. And he's like, uh, you shouldn't watch this, but blah, 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 turn off your TV or whatever. And my uncle literally turned off the TV at that point um, as a joke and then turned it back on. And like, it was just the, like the credits or something we missed while it was turning off and on. Um, but then we got to the end and uh, we, we both looked at each other and went, we should have left it off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I think that that's definitely gonna be an episode where we can delve into and wonder though how would we make it different. That's definitely gonna be an episode we talk about because we need a whole Mark Gators episode. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, our Doc Two would have been better without Mark Gators. No, he no, he had some good stuff. I did enjoy some stuff. He did. He did have some good stuff. He just fell off the wagon towards the end. Yeah, I think there was just some things where, again, it was the whole. It's a great idea, but I don't agree with the execution. Yeah, that whole thing, unfortunately. But that well, that is topic for another time. But definitely something worth mentioning because he did get involved with writing Clara. So that is the tenuous link here. And it's also relevant, it's fine. Um, I mean, quite a question for, for, for the both of you. Is there a particular like point in series eight, first of all, that you think Clara really sort of shines and like 
is in our own? Honestly, no. I think it's really, for me at least, Series 9 is when I really started to, you know, properly enjoy her character. Yeah, I don't know what happened between Series 8 and Series 9. It's just, well, Danny died, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it. This is, um, this is where Emmy and I fall out. Um, <laughs> This is the end of our friendship, everybody. Live on a podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, yeah. See, I I think she had a lot of good moments in series eight. I think um see, I'm a big, big fan of the end of Listen. Um I mean, Listen as a whole is one of my favorite episodes ever. I think it's such a clever concept. Um, I think I know it's a very love-hate episode, um, but I get why. It's very different, um, but I always love the idea of an unseen monster. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. And it, a, a psychological type thing, I think. It's really clever. Um, but I think the end of Listen was a, a big moment for Clara. Um, and I think from then on, she pretty much had an, a, a moment in every episode. Um, and obviously, Kill the Moon was... Oh, yeah. Controversially, very big for her character. Um, she had to make a lot of decisions on her own, and I think that changed her as a companion. I think that changed the relationship between her and 12, for the better in some ways. Um, yeah, I think it also changed between her and Danny as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a lot. Uh, that There was a big episode, actually, for the show as a whole. Um, and it, it did come a lot across a, a lot of controversy, but personally, I think it was very good. I liked how um, from the well, from the start of series eight, there was like a lot of trust issues between them from when he regenerated, and it mm. kind of the whole series there was like this barrier between them, and it was building up and up and up and up to that episode, to the end of the episode, she finally exploded, which was uh, it was good, I think yeah and they got a lot closer after that um and then obviously flatline I'm just going through like every episode now but flatline (laughs) she was she she was out there on her own um I think that was very clever um and then uh what was it in the forest of the night you know she was sort of out there on her own at least at the start and things and then the two episodes that we don't talk about (laughs) I mean it's funny because I remember the first time I watched Kill the Moon I thought the premise was absolutely ridiculous I was like there's no way the moon is an egg come on how can you think of something better than this but I the thing that really always stood out for me about that was Clara that was the first episode Mm. where I mean I loved her sort of little bits throughout it which I'll talk about in a minute but that was the first one where I thought the story was just horrific i appreciate it a lot more now and i like the whole decision making part of it i still think it's ridiculous that the moon is an egg but the whole decision making premise of it i really enjoy the fact that it's literally such a big like literally like life-altering decision it's all on her shoulders and how she handles it and again that how she explodes and how it affects her relationship absolutely love that um completely but i mean you know going back to listen for a second that was the first one i thought the other ones were good but this, I mean, the whole fear is a superpower is still one of my favourite Doctor Who quotes ever. Yeah. And the whole of that, that speech, that was when I thought, okay, I'm, I'm I'm into this, I'm invested now. Like, this is the first one I came out going, I really, really enjoyed that. And that's always going to stick with me. 
always but the thing is also little things like I remember watching Time Heist again the first time I thought the story was a bit iffy I've warmed to it a lot more the more times I've watched it um you can tell at this point I was overly critical of Dot 2 I like that. <laughs> I'm so critical of it but I think I'm more rounded of it now um but I remember for this one it was the whole thing of the little thing of she had to go and have two dinners because she didn't want to disappoint one over the other and so that was just something so human about that about wanting to sort of balance two parts of your life that don't really coincide I really appreciated sort of little moments like that throughout her whole character arc which is definitely not something you see more in series eight because obviously series nine she's very much more out there doing Mm. more things making harder decisions I think she's me and Matt have talked about a lot in detail like she's very much like really reckless in series nine which is so series eight but it kind of it works so the whole transition it, it's so smooth that you don't even notice it's happening yeah. there yeah no it's very very well done her her storyline I really love definitely I mean do you think that she was really good in the 50th as well I mean there was, oh my god for me that seeing my two favorite companions with my favorite doctor like oh my god <laughs> that, okay, they didn't see each other they were in the same room <laughs> that's all that matters yeah. <laughs> they were on the same set <laughs> oh, I really um, really liked Clara in the 50th yeah I did I think yeah she was she was very well used in the 50th I mean whether that had something to do with it, some the fact that at one point she was going to be the only person in the episode I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> I remember that <laughs> I love that story um please tell no. us if I've heard this story oh so um at one point um Stephen didn't have anyone signed up for the 50th except uh, Jenna. Really? And he, so he genuinely had to come up with a 50th episode that revolved around Clara because he didn't know if he'd have anyone else at that point. Um, well, no, don't so, yeah. think literally just. No, no, he didn't have anyone signed up for it apart from Jenna. So he was like, well, I've got to have an idea just in case. <laughs> so there is an idea out there. I can't remember how far he got with writing it or anything, but. Yeah, there was it a like plan. a whole draft? I think it, I think it was just a plan, but I'm not sure. Wow. Um, but either way, there is a an episode or a potential episode out there. <laughs> we need to get Jenna to film that in 2021. Yeah. 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 So interested to see that. Like, I think it could work. I think she could definitely pull it off if the story was good. But that would be so, yeah. so interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. I love. I I love that that exists. There's so many like potentials out there, isn't there? Like series five if david hadn't left that was written yeah yeah i really hope all the potentials one day get released so we can read i them. need to know yeah <laughs> it's so interesting the fact that you can plan for it and obviously circumstances happen so it doesn't happen but just to have that thought premise of okay this is what would be is just so interesting to see how they sort of recycle the ideas and stuff like well it's just so interesting but yeah no, I mean, yeah, no, Clara never happened. <laughs> I do think Clara has one of the better storylines as well. She's the development. I mean, I could keep saying it, but it's just so true. Like, she has definitely one of yeah. the best developments ever. And the fact that I actually cried when she left, like, Face the Raven was horrific, <laughs> but it was one of my favorite it's... episodes ever. I think ever. I've gone back to it, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. I'm not sure I've ever rewatched it. I've rewatched Series 9 a lot. But I always skip it. You know which one I, I always skip in series nine is the one that Jenna is not in. Is it the 
Heaven sent. No, no, the um, woman who left. Oh, that yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I feel Clara teach really you karate. Really... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, what was it? Um, judo or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Was it <laughs> with the year seven? Uh, thinking about that now, it's like she was literally integral to make to making these um the episodes enjoyable to watch really i feel like although at least she had a break because um she was really ill in the girl who died <laughs> i know her voice her voice was going by the end of that episode wasn't it yeah oh, God bless her. she needed a break <laughs> yeah but it just shows how how good she was you know yeah she, she was really you know essential she was just as important as the doctor there's something when like you said that you didn't you tend to be the one you skip because she's not in it that much i think that really proves it i mean me and matt said a similar thing last week when we were talking about vonova and basically the whole series we were talking about set on a space station it's kind of like game of thrones where you follow lots of different perspectives but it's not as many it's all set in one place and i was saying about the character we were talking about i didn't like episodes as much and she wasn't in it as much which is basically what you're saying here about clara enjoy it as much because she wasn't in it but no I do agree there's something she just brought something so special to it Mm. all her conversation like the conversations between her and the doctor and they were just such a good duo like one of my favorite pairings I think maybe even you know maybe even my favorite all time because they're just so good together yeah they just work really well together they yeah there's such a good um, mix of personalities and things. It was very clever. Yeah. I liked how they, they kept, especially Susan, they continued pushing each other and pushing each other. Obviously, then it got to the point where she actually died, but it had to go that far. And that I do wonder if that hadn't happened, how much further would they have gone together for it all to, all to happen? But yeah, I think they're definitely my favourite platonic duo because no one's ever going to beat Tan and Rose let's be realistic but <laughs> like, <laughs> my favourites definitely yeah I mean what yeah. do you think about her ending in series 9 controversial topic <laughs> <laughs> all opinions are valid I'm just intrigued to see what you guys think I like it I think I appreciate how some people say oh it ruined the fact she died but Ultimately, they left us with the fact she was always going to die. Mm. It was just a matter of when, and we and, and we'll never know when. Uh, you know, she was a heartbeat away from death for as long as she carried on traveling, um, and ultimately, at some point, that will have come to an end. So she did die, just not in the normal way of death. <laughs> I um. I feel like with Stephen Moffat, you know how he has problems with killing off characters permanently, which I don't blame him for because, you know, then at least I, there's always a chance they could come back. Apart I relate. From, apart from Mr. Pink. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I think he almost he, came back. He almost came back. back. It, it was just, it was just the, you know, the type of writer he was. Um, so it was nice that, you know, she could always come back and she did but uh yeah I'm not gonna say it was good because they're obviously the best 
the best thing would have been if she just carried on forever, but <laughs> too reckless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do agree. I think this is it's strange because like as a as a writer, I don't have problem with killing off characters. <laughs> be quite he doesn't. Hand confirm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean kind of kind of spoilers when you read the book, but no, that's uh, okay. spoilers. <laughs> I, yeah it's weird I think there are some characters you can get so attached to and yeah, killing them off is hard but sometimes you just got to do it for the story so I think I'm definitely on the side where I kind of wish we had had that clear-cut ending but for me I think personally it was the fact that when it, when it made me emotional and that that hadn't happened in Two since Tennant left like I hadn't shed a tear at Two since he left so that was really a big moment for, for me because I don't cry a lot of things anyway. Um, so it really showed how much I cared about it. And I don't know, it just, I felt cheated. I felt all this emotion in Face the Raven. And then we got to um, help and it was like, but after I went through all that, now this is the easy way out. I know I'd rather have just gone for the clear cut or I don't know. I, <sighs> I do agree with you both in terms of like it's really nice that she gets to go on but obviously not forever she's always going to be the heartbeat away but then again I kind of wanted the whole clear cut this is where she ends up this is what happens like I think definitely still take her out of time but then at the end just just put her back just just put her back <laughs> and let us have our emotional send off and then that'll be it. It'd be one funny day, if one day there's an episode of Doctor Who where they just have a moment where Clara goes back to that moment and dies, and that's just in the middle of an episode for no apparent <laughs> reason. You know what? I might have to put that in my plan. <laughs> I just think that would be so funny. If she just because we know that was ultimately her end, where she would return to that moment and she would die. Mm. So it would be really funny if at some point it was just like series sixteen, and. They're just in the middle of an episode and the Doctor just lands somewhere and all of a sudden it's just see Clara die and they just carry on. With no explanation. With no explanation. So if you haven't seen it, it's just like, <laughs> stop it. Now, because I started planning out my interviews with Doctor when you when, when I eventually take over at some point in the future. I might have Naturally. to in now. Just, I think that would be so fun. Just, just closure. <laughs> You wouldn't even necessarily have to get Jenna back for it. You could just have that dodgy double from Heaven, uh, from uh, Heaven Sent. Yeah, it's the one that looked nothing like her from behind. Yeah. yeah, why did they do that? Well, Jenna was on holiday. That's why they did it. But there was still no need. <laughs> why? It kind of worked, though. I guess because it was like his. It was in his mind, right? He was imagining. Her. Yeah, and I guess uh, like unless you were really paying attention, like most people wouldn't have noticed. No. I remember the first time I watched it, I thought she looks odd, but I didn't. It wasn't until I found out there wasn't the same person. I was like, that makes more sense because she just didn't, she didn't look right. I can't remember where she was. Peter said it in an interview once, but she was where she was that day, that when they were filming that. Why were in they Paris or something? Probably still filming though. But she wasn't in the episode. Yeah, but, she, but she was. Holy her back. <laughs> <laughs> This is just me. And then obviously that last bit was her, so she came back to film that. <laughs> Which makes you wonder why they didn't do the back shots yeah, on that day. Just because but it, yeah. it doesn't strenuous shots. Obviously, yeah, it, it all takes longer than it looks, but like it's just a few little back shots. Like sure you wouldn't have taken them that long. Just just to film her bits, have his bits separate. Just do her bits <laughs> while she's there. <laughs> it just like a really last minute addition to the script or something. 
Probably. Oh, it just makes me it just makes me laugh to be honest. Every time I watch it, I'm like, that's so funny. Also, guys, I feel like we can't talk about Clara without appreciating Jenna and talking about Jenna. Yeah. Because she's just wonderful. She's so talented. I can never get over that woman's talent, especially since leaving Dot 2. She has done such a wide range of stuff. Yeah. And every time I'm like, well, this is different. I wonder what it's going to be like. And she's amazing. And I'm like, well, that's just rude. We saw her in the theatre, did we? We saw her in, what was it called? Um... Now, I always get it confused because it's not all about Eve. (laughs) It's not. We went, we saw how Mackie was in the birthday party. So it wasn't that. Yeah. All my sons. All my sons. It's all about Eve and all my sons were on about the same time. And I get the two confused <laughs> all the time. Okay. Um, all my sons, yeah. She was very good in that. And that she was, was very good, obviously. Obviously, very um, different because it was theatre. I can't yeah. that on stage. Obviously, I'm sure she's amazing at it, but yeah, I missed that when it was out. She was very good. She's she was obviously she's great at accents. I think she was doing an American like a Southern American accent. Yeah. Um she had good, well, from what I remember, it was really good. Mm, yeah, it was very good. And and stage door was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've, uh, again, a co- controversial topic, fan interactions with Jenna Coleman. Yeah. Um, I've, I've only had good interactions. I think I've only met her once, but I had good interactions, so. I've only ever had good interactions. Um, I've met her with... Emmy, one and a half times. Well, we um, we actually saw. So we saw her. Was it the the BFI? BFI, because that's when you got your photo. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but we didn't sort of meet meet her. Um, no, we, no. And then at the stage door, we kind of we got her autograph, but no, you know, conversation. Yeah, then, yeah but it was. They were sort of. The good, the good thing I liked with the stage door there was the security were controlling it quite a lot, so they were never going to be able to stop and converse a lot. Yeah, yeah, they they were sort of conversing with all of us. So like you know when um, the other actors signed his name, I can't think what his name was now, but he just put like a little squiggle or something, and Jenna was like, "What's that?" <laughs> and, <started laughs> and then we were all like laughing at that, and it became a bit of like a thing with like everyone that was there, and and that was quite nice. Um, it was quite a small stage door as well, which was like nice because yeah. we we know she doesn't like crowds. So I know, bless her. It must be really, you know, nerve wracking if you ha- if you're anxious, you know, already and you've got all those people around you. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, she she's never talked publicly about um, how she feels about the situations, but it's quite clear that she struggles it conventions yeah and we know she's had some bad experiences you know we know they're out there um yeah with certain fans and things like that and creepy fans creepy fans and it's and it boundaries and I think it's quite clear that if she has something like that it kind of puts her off for the rest of the day Um, yeah yeah. I mean I couldn't do it 100% I couldn't do it um so you know I'm quite uh, I, I can appreciate why sometimes people think she's being really like not very interactive but every time I've spoken to her it's been lovely 
um, the one I always think of is uh, Wales Comic Con. Um, um, you, you were there, weren't you, Bronte, when we met Jenna at Wales? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was, yeah, yeah. But I, I was in your Yaz cosplay. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but then, but then, um, Bobby and I went back towards the end because we got Polaroids with her, but they hadn't come out very well. So we went back just to ask if we could redo them. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, and we went we went back to go. And she was actually it was like there was no queue there because she was sort of about to pack up and stuff. And we went over, and I think we spoke to like whoever was sat with her, um, and we were like, "Oh, this happened." And Jenna was like, "Oh yeah, 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 of course. Like you need to have good ones, blah blah." blah. Um, and so she redid the Polaroids, and then we were still talking to her for like ten minutes. Her and Arthur were sat next to her, and we were just talking to them both about Arthur's dog and what they're doing for Christmas and it was like it was just like really random like really nice conversation I think because it was just us and obviously she knows Arthur and and the room was quite empty and it was the end of the day um that that was probably like one of the nicest yeah and I think regardless of who the person is I think those moments have always been the easiest when there's very few of you around they they feel more comfortable because they're surrounded by people that they know and obviously you're not there like cornering them you're just having like a normal conversation I think that makes all the difference I think how you approach them and how you interact with them literally makes all the difference to their convention and like just experience with it all yeah and unfortunately the minority can sometimes ruin it for the majority yeah as is the case in many things it's fine we, 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 we uh, respectful yeah. fans so we are doing our bit we are definitely that's all we can uh, do but no I do I definitely agree I mean kind of on similar but not similar lines um just about Jenna in, in general I mean I think I've always found that you don't always have to appreciate the actor when you love a character but it tends to be if you do have that appreciation of the actor and so they do out of it you tend to love the character more is that's what I found but even if I have a yeah, favorite ones I've there's some yeah. of them I can still I, I look at their other stuff that they do and, and how they interact with people online and whatnot and it always tends to be the people that not hands that better but the people that come across as more genuinely nice humans you tend to just love their characters more because you have that appreciation for them yeah definitely like if you've got an actor you don't particularly like you're not necessarily going to watch anything they're in um I mean there's I, I'm increasingly becoming quite a big advocate for separating the character from the actor um there's gonna be a whole episode on that if you want to join for that one. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent i i'm big on that at the moment um for various reasons but but you're always going to be biased if you like an actor or an actress you're going to watch their stuff and and you're probably going to like it um even if you just like their bit or whatever um there's always going to be that that sense of stuff i mean we you know ultimately we went to go and see all my sons because jenna was in it we wouldn't have gone if she hadn't no. it was a good play I really enjoyed it not it just really because of Jenna play. ultimately it was really good but but yeah that's why we went yeah I mean I was literally having the same conversation with someone the other day mostly about theatre actually it tends to be obviously theatre you it's more it's more interactive isn't it you actually go there to see it you're not just sitting at home watching something on the tv where you can switch it off at any minute you're going there you pay tickets and I was having a conversation with one of my housemates the other day about like loads of plays I've gone to I've went and seen I wouldn't have gone if it hadn't been for one of the actors in it like Yerma with Billy Piper, Don Juan, yeah. David Tennant, yeah. 
both incredible but they might be ones that I thought I'll go to but I might not because of tickets or timers or whatnot but because of the people I liked who were in it no I have to make sure I go and see it so then sometimes I think it can make all the difference they have that name behind them as well they have like the fans that just sort of follow yeah. them throughout things but which is yeah. which is fine I think sometimes I think people look not downly but people look at you weirdly like well you follow them to all these different things but why is that because they're incredible and like you want to see them be incredible and lots of different things yeah like yeah it's it's that you know there's a fine line between uh following someone and stalking someone obviously but <laughs> but um but ultimately you know we go to these things and that's you know that helps the show as much as it helps everybody else exactly we're we're providing them with all, all our hard earned money <laughs> for all the conventions but it's worth it as well definitely like even though we have to pay for interactions rather than getting them for free sometimes it doesn't make a difference because you're still getting that you're still getting to enjoy doing them doing what they do what they love so yeah and i mean a slight sidetrack but there's can be quite a bit of stigma about people who get free interactions versus people that pay for them and ultimately there's no difference you know that the uh, the actors are in my experience very rarely any different it's a different situation they're not gonna be in costume if you meet them um in conventions you know you might get more time if it's on set you might get less time if they're on set um you know some people won't come over when they're on set at all and conventions might be the only way sometimes you live thousands of miles away from the no and I think it's it's ultimately it's no different and there shouldn't be any stigma against it no I mean personally I've always I've also found as well like if you start off with the paying the interactions but you're respectful about it you do can you build up that relationship with them where like you know of each other and then you get lots of lovely free interactions and it's a wonderful time maybe not jenna but no but <laughs> class cast class cast don't think jenna would be down <laughs> no i think that it also bit individual. but i think if you have that respect for them from from the offset and they tend to recognize that you tend to sort of get a few more perks as yeah time goes on yeah so. definitely especially with some of the smaller actors and things um where they like can sometimes like remember people that have been to multiple conventions and things like that oh yeah I mean Arlene Turr come on <laughs> like I love Arlene what a babe I'm never gonna go oh. over Miracle Day returns because obviously I went I saw her like two three years ago at Miracle Day 3 and she was like oh we met like a couple of years ago it's like yeah hello yeah she she that was so cool like obviously she didn't say that to me but when she said it to you I was like oh that's awesome yeah I mean it's just even little things like that it just it also I don't know about you but it just makes you think I've done something right as a fan there like I have yeah lines I did everything respectfully that this is how you're supposed to do it we're, we're leading the way we're setting the example well they're going to remember you for one of two reasons either you've been really horrible or you've been really nice yeah and I'm gonna say on you it's probably the really nice <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't had any explosions with them yet, and time will come. It will happen one day, won't it? One day I'll have a bad experience with someone. <laughs> yeah, we do very well of our interactions. Yeah, we do. I think we've gone really off. We need to get Emmy to a convention. Yeah. I know I haven't been to one in so long. The last time I went to Comic Con must have been. Was it when you met Pearl? 
Oh yeah, not too long ago. That was oh, that's still three years ago. Really? Wait, mm-hmm. twenty seventeen. Four years. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, the last one we went to together was LFCC twenty sixteen. I didn't start. Was it or was MCM after that? MCM. Oh no, maybe Collectomania even was. It was. It was the one where. Yeah, it was because I, I remember I stayed around your house for like a week. Oh yeah, that was only four yeah. years ago. Yeah, so it was that year. Um, so I didn't start doing conventions till twenty seventeen. Oh wow. So how times have changed. <laughs> I didn't go to any until I was, I think I was 17 when I started going to them. And then obviously then when I went to uni, I could go wherever I wanted. I was close to London as well. So it was just every, I mean, that's how I went to six so much when we went, because I was literally half an hour away from London. So Yeah. And now you're five minutes away. Oh, don't. I, it's not even funny. I can get to theatre in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous I mean, why, why do you think I can go just, oh, I don't need to go anymore I can just go way afterwards it's fine yeah we love it we do see you next week oh I'm so excited to come, come this time next week I'm going to be driving down oh my god yes yes you will be and we're all very very excited for it oh very excited so my friend Beth there you go you're going to meet her she hasn't seen the show before so oh we love a first timer yeah. <laughs> oh definitely I would say the audience the other night they were they were definitely first timers they didn't no one clapped on cue and then no one clapped when Vicky finished um like Howard's song it was dead silence and I tried but I was at the back and I could hear and it was very much like I looked around and my friend was with me who she'd been with me on opening night so she'd seen it once before we both like looking around going people please please like <laughs> with it I love that this is like a prelude to the uh podcast we're going to record next week oh my god i'm very for loads of theater content i'm very very excited Woo! in person yes so hopefully there'll be part one and part two coming up i mean it kind of leads me on to saying what's what's coming up soon um because yeah we reached that point but no we've had a good good clear discussion no, i've enjoyed it thank you both for for coming on and talking it's been fun thank I think you for having us We've all got very like similar opinions in terms of Clara, but I think it's nice to have that sort of difference as well. But mm. yeah. So yeah, next week is going to be theatre part one of some description. I don't know whether Steph, I don't know whether it'll be ours with Hannah going up first or the other one, which no. we're still waiting for a date. The <laughs> other it. one. Yes. That's all dependent on if it's going to happen or not. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it will. But regardless, a theatre one will be coming up next week. And then week after that is another character episode. And it's like, is it time to do Gwen? Is it time to get everyone on? Oh, and God, it's going to be chaos. It is going to be chaos. <laughs> going to be chaos. But I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really fun discussion. I think that might be like the longest one today. I mean, it might surpass if one of our last week was, was long. And that was the cut down version. Yeah, I haven't finished that yet. No, Matt hasn't either. The, the we were, we were recording straight for over three hours <laughs> yeah how many zoom yeah, this meetings is... are oh, they do it in person yeah we do it in person i go oh. yeah he's only down the road um he, like my hometown nerd friend um who's always my, my guest because he's my hometown nerd friend and he's, he's right around the corner so we do it in person uh yeah well, i think yeah the longest one we've had we were just talking for three hours continuously 
but that's what we do on a daily basis we just happen to be recording and would you fair we didn't sidetrack that much <laughs> that much there's been worse times there's been worse sidetracks but yeah so there's everyone stay tuned for all the six content because it is currently in my hometown and i'm loving every second of it <laughs> right around beautiful the corner. yeah i'm living for it from a distance until next week when i'll be there I mean, I always give you daily updates about what's going on at the theatre, so... Oh, yeah, we love it. <laughs> yeah, it, love was, it. it was just funny the other night when I came out and you were like, okay, what's happened? What, what yeah. Come on, give us the goss, give us the goss. <laughs> I'll have our next week on there, like, literally every night. It's going to be a wonderful time. But, yeah. So, so ready. Exciting stuff. But, yes, you're both welcome on for other episodes anytime i mean emmy because you you like the current era don't you you like series like 11 and 12 yes i feel like i need to have you on for my controversial one because i'm not a massive fan of the current era and we're gonna okay. have a big chibnall debate but like good good discussion is going to be so you're more than welcome to come for that and be on steph's side oh, I'm down. <laughs> and it will be too, because me and matt both have the same opinion if we don't think it's that great but we have reasons why, so we should try. We could try and record that when Emmy's here. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be quite good. Yeah, we could definitely make that work. Anyway, well, it's <laughs> nice we can now. We're now having like a mixture of Zoom um, episodes and in-person episodes. Yes, I can't wait to do an in-person one next week. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so good. I can't believe you're coming to my house the weekend I move. <laughs> Chaos, chaos. <laughs> it's, um, one of them's already gone, another one's going tomorrow. There's just boxes everywhere, and it's just no, it's just so much, so much to do. It's that mid moving fiasco. <laughs> where yeah, I remember. All weekend. Is this a problem? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're ready for it. I'm excited. But yes, no, thank you yeah. both for coming on. It's been very lovely to talk about Clara no I do I do love her and I think I will always love her and I'm glad that you both love her too yeah she's so so iconic in the new who era so iconic yeah she's she's definitely one of those who tend to know and tend to remember and things but Mm -hmm. yeah thank you both but yes no everyone thank you for listening happy Sunday this should hopefully go out on time I am having a bit of a weekend adventure trip so if I have internet if it will go up on time if not stay tuned for when it does because <laughs> I've got the whole of the journey to edit it um so yeah next week will be theatre part one of what the content will be you will have to wait and see because <laughs> it all depends on timings and whatnot but it will be theatre related and it will be six centred because that's what life is currently oh yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's just me living at the theatre and writing lots of exciting stuff um love it yeah so I, th- I think that's pretty much it um yes again thank you both for coming on uh until next time happy sunday everyone space ace out (laughs)